Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. Yes. <laughs> it was my Mariah Carey moment. Yes. Yeah. Finger Happy New everything. Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Marina, I, I haven't talked to you since last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know it's been so long. I miss you. I miss you. No, I. but I really do miss you. I know. <laughs> We literally have a talk since Christmas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, guys, you know, sorry about last week. Um, we're just, well, Marina was doing really, really, really well. You were feeling a lot better. Mm. I was still not. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was just best. Yeah. Well, we're back. We're back. Back. Mm. <laughs> For another episode just like <laughs> aggressive we're back i have so much energy right now we're fucking back let's go i have so much energy we still gotta I, i'm gonna figure out how we're gonna do these videos because i think part of why we're so I think funny we should record an intro <laughs> i know we have to record an intro like, we have to we have to start an intro yeah that'd be cute yeah, that'd be oh, so cute. It was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Oh my god, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a difficult one. Yeah. Anyway, okay, <clears throat> okay. Today we are talking about writing. Marina and I are both writers. Okay, we are writers. <laughs> tours it just reminded me of the a tour like how we have a tours in film like people who like cr- they're these the creative geniuses blah, blah, blah. i'm just like you pretentious assholes i hate all of you but yes we are right tours okay we are right writers writers and i thought it would be fun because it is a new year it's it's the you know first two weeks <laughs> first week for us really of the month this, mm-hmm. i feel like this is like i'm awake now so this is my first week of the of the year yeah but i figured that it would be really nice for us to kind of like actually sit down and talk about our writing and kind of get into like what are we really excited about this year like projects that we're thinking of or um like goals that we want to just accomplish with our writing mm-hmm. uh so i prepared some questions i prepared 10 questions Let's see how this goes. Because I just kind of picked randomly. Mm-hmm. I didn't really I picked randomly. Yeah. But um Okay. Yeah. But before we be uh, Marina, how have you been? Let the people know how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. I'm back at work. Um hey. my first week I was training for like another position at my restaurant. So that was like a good, you know, like settling back in, having to get up every day because this class was at like 7.45 in the morning. Yeah, it was Whoa. rough, but we got out at we got out at like 12.30. So that was fine. Oh. Um, I got a call from a friend that I haven't heard from in a while. That was Ooh, nice. Nice. I spoke to him for a while. Yeah. Him? Yeah. It was nice. Oh, Caught up. That's nice. No. How are you, Trisha? <laughs> I'm happy that um <laughs> what <laughs> I'm being stupid. Well, um him. 
Hey, yeah, Jim. my friend. Oh. Hmm. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, I'm I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm feeling a lot better. Um, I was pretty sick for like almost the entire month of December. So I'm really happy that I'm I'm not sick anymore. Um, I went to the gym today for the first time in like a month yes. and it felt fantastic. Uh yeah, I think like the my favorite part of 2021 besides making the podcast and like all other stuff that I've done is falling back into going to the gym. Um, okay. I think I went from like, like, uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> because it's just popping up on my screen. And I can't oh. <laughs> like anyway anyway um it was great yeah it was just great like I just I just want to go back to the gym I'm not doing anything crazy this week just because like I haven't gone for a month so I'm not really feeling too good about it I just walked for an hour and listened to an audiobook and it was wonderful and yeah and that and that that's I just like it I feel great so Mm -hmm. yeah that's good that's like a great idea that sounds like a great idea walking and listening to an audiobook yeah so um I've so I I used to do this well I still do it I still do this I call (laughs) oh my god sorry I feel like my brain is just like mush like I got better and now <laughs> I I feel much yeah. better. So now my brain wants to do say everything. <clears throat> I use an app called Fit Plan. It's basically like different uh, personal training programs that you could do. Like um, fit influencers, they do their programs mm-hmm. for like, you know, what, like however many weeks. So you can pick and, and start whichever ones. So I used to use this one girl but she left and she made her own app and um i paying i paid a full year for this app so i'm waiting until Mm -hmm. that's over but she incorporated a lot of walking with different inclines and i've been seeing that a lot more like on tiktok where people that like these fitness tiktokers they talk about like low intensity high incline and how it's like actually as beneficial as like you know doing like hit cardio is yeah and like it's low intensity so it's really good for you know just like taking it easy it's really good on your joints which is great for me because of my ankles um and it's not hit also it's not running running is really bad for you i just learned this from physical therapy mm-hmm. running is not good for you like excessive running is not good for your joints down mm-hmm. the line i didn't know that so yeah um and this girl on youtube that i used to watch well i still watch her she does 12 330 an incline of 12 a time uh, a speed of three for 30 minutes and that like okay burns that makes you sweat so much yeah yeah so i kind of did that today i did it for full a full hour so like i do a warm-up and then 30 minutes and then a cool down mm-hmm yeah, that's what I did. And an audiobook. 
That's cool. Were there any shows you you saw this this past week, or like books you read? <laughs> I know why. I know why you're asking this question. Okay. <laughs> I I got around to watching Emily in Paris, too. What a fucking stupid season. Yeah. What a stupid season. I've I've never felt my brain turned to mush quicker than this season. I, I skipped through most episodes when I knew that something cheesy was going to happen. I skipped through it. Mm. It was, it was so stupid. It was, it was the dumbest Mm. ever. Um, The fashion I think got worse. It got worse. It got worse. It really did. Mm. It what the I feel fuck? like if you ever have <laughs> like if you ever have a question on what do they mean by what do they mean by there's no plot like Emily in Paris season two would is is, is, it, that. is that they tried to have a plot like the last two episodes the when, last two episodes yeah when corporate come that should have been the entire season yeah she should have showed up on the first episode and been like i'm gonna change everything because i'm like damn how the fuck does if you haven't watched the second season of emily in paris skip because i'm gonna spoil the fuck out of this because i need to get this out of my system (laughs) how the hell does sylvie call up her husband and be like i need money to get away from american corporate and start my own business how did that go through? She rounded everybody up from the office to get to quit, to get to get on her side. How does that happen in a day? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. This was really stupid. It was a really stupid, stupid season. Did you hear they were renewed for three and four? The news came out today that they're kidding? renewed for season three and four. Well, I don't you know, know what the fuck they're gonna do, but well, you obviously know what she decided at the end. Right, homegirl's gonna stay in Paris. She's Ooh, gonna stay what. in Paris. Are you dumb? Are you? She's, are you ugh, dumb? Awful. Whoever out there is thinking oh, she might go to America. No. The title is no. Emily in Paris. <laughs> the title is Emily in Paris. It is not Emily goes to Paris for a year and then comes back. For like half of the year, she didn't even do yeah, the full like, year. It's half a year too. How do you? There's so much jump stuff too. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the stupid pan, the stupid pan, the pan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it's like, oh my god, the yeah, pan. pan, the. Oh my god, man. This was so cringe. So, so cringe. I'm really upset mm-hmm. that they have this gorgeous man who plays Alfie in this show. I feel horrible. Mm-hmm. You just, when I saw him, <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. I'm like, we really, because Gabrielle's not that cute. Gabrielle, like, and I, and this is coming from me who who prefers white men just overall mm. i don't think gabrielle is that cute 
I don't think he's that cute. You know who I thought was much better looking? Hmm. Matthew. Matthew. Really? Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> Are you going to start pronouncing Matthew's name like that? No. I thought he was more. <laughs> it's the same thought, thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. I thought he was more handsome. You know, because obviously mm-hmm. he's much older. I thought he was handsome. I thought, I'm like, wow, you could have just, he was so, he was taking to Central Pay. He was taking to Central yeah. Pay for the week. Look at the hotel that he got her. Mm-hmm. I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me, bro? Really? Like, and then, oh. But it's like you break it off with Matthew and then don't even get with like you don't even talk to gabrielle and then it's like oh like stop liking me or whatever bullshit she says Mm -hmm. and then at the end it's like what do you expect like you told him to get over it so he got under he got over it yeah babe okay come on cammy cammy's mom knew how to play that game though Cammy's Cammy's mom knew. No. When I oh when I when she was like, so we're just not gonna we're just not gonna date both of them. I was like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, you hey, what the backstabbing <laughs> bitch. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. She had to hear that. Yeah. Emily kind of fucked. I mean, Emily did fuck up. Emily fucked up. Yeah. My thing though was like she didn't even say no to Alfie at the end. She was like, uh, hugging. And then she's like, yeah, it just goes to get Gabrielle. Well, now you, now mm-hmm. you, I, now you're gonna go back to Alfie because you look dumb. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna know anything. He's not gonna know nothing. It's gonna hit the fan in the third in the third season, and then it's just gonna carry on from there. She's gonna meet some other guy. Bye. And then at the end of the third season, it's Gabrielle who's gonna be like, oh, "I love you," and she's like, "What now? I bet I bet you five dollars. Yeah. I bet you five dollars. No." Third season, Cammy's gonna realize that she doesn't love Gabrielle anymore and that Gabrielle really loves Emily. And Cammy's gonna feel really bad for doing this. And she's gonna tell Gabrielle the truth, and Gabrielle's gonna get really mad and kick her out. The, Rita, truth, about to, the truth that she told Emily that they made a pact to not like each other, and that's oh, the real yeah, reason why yeah. Emily said that she couldn't. Emily she said couldn't no. like, yeah. Yeah. I Probably. swear to God. It's going to be some I... ring around the rosy shit. Yeah. But it's so still... Oh my God. Alfie was so. Uh, he was so fine. So fine. I'm pissed. I'm really upset. London isn't even that far. Yeah, it's, it's a just train. Weird. It's an underground train. Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah, I was I fucking and just gone to London. I'm be like, you know what? I'm going with you. Yeah. I'm going with you. I'll figure this shit out after. Right. Anyway, like you can go for a bit and then come back. Yeah. Anyway, well, it looks like we <laughs> it looks like we have to do uh, another um, another episode on this podcast where we talk about shows because a lot to say about Emily in Paris. Yeah. I don't know if I have a lot to say about Emily in Paris though. Like oh. it's it's bad. Which is bad. Will I be watching season three? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you know what, but it was there came a point where I was like, you know, I'm gonna stop watching this. Cause it's like 
It's boring. I could rewatch yeah. The Witcher. It's it's really you know my dad's watching The Witcher. Oh. My dad is watching The Witcher. I love that show so much. Like I am so much more attractive to Geralt than I am Henry Cavill. <laughs> Like there are two versions of Henry Cavill. You sent me this. You sent me what was it like a TikTok or something? I and think I was it was like, a TikTok. This- like this, I'm not attracted to. Now this, like this. it's just this. he's just on another level when he's got the blonde, the like gray white wig. <laughs> oh, and the costume that they have him in in the second season. We have a little taste of it in the first season, but I am a simp for men who roll up their sleeves. Okay. Oh, it's just something about forearms. Let me tell you. But he has a black shirt, rolled up sleeves, and these tight ass leather pants. Oh my God. This man. (laughs) 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 But when you put him in a Superman costume, I'm like, you know what? There's something about something not the same about this. (laughs) Marina. Oh my God. There's this character in one of my books. And if you're a fan of Throne of Glass, you know who I'm talking about. His name is Rowan. If Henry Cavill didn't play the Witcher, he would be a chewing dead ringer for Rowan. Because this man's the same as the Witcher, but he's taller. And yeah, that was my rant on. Oh, and I the, plot. Was... the plot's good. The story's good. I don't think that was a rant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's more like a thirst, huh? Yeah, thirst. yeah, that was a thirst. Sorry. Um, but Bridgerton over the break, right? Right. We have a date for March <laughs> something. I hope it's good. <laughs> I hope it doesn't suck. Like I hope I feel like I'm I I feel like I want to watch it, you know? Not that I'm just like curious at how bad it's gonna get. Yeah. I hope it's good. She's really sassy though. I like it. She basically was oh, like, yeah. she don't like you. She, she don't like, like you at all. Like, I don't like, I mean, obviously they're going to end up to being together. What is up with all these people not liking each other and getting together? It's the enemies to lovers, but there's a certain way to do enemies to lovers. Yeah. That like, trope is kind of, I mean, it's done a lot. Yeah. All of the Bridgertons are enemies to lovers. What the? I think okay. so. Like yeah, twisted fantasy there. I don't know. <clears throat> Enemies to lovers is good in fantasy. Historical romance? Nah, I don't think so. It's overdone there for sure. Like we have Elizabeth and Darcy. Stop trying to be like them. That's all but I have to say. That those those were the originals. Mm-hmm. That was it. I saw Pride and Prejudice again today. It was amazing. Which, which one? 2005. Okay, two thousand five. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen the one with Colin Firth in a while. But I still haven't seen that one. I was, I still have to see that one. It's good. It's like a yeah. five, four episode thing because it was on the BBC. So they do it in parts. The BBC. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, well, I mean, we're talking about books. So we'll, we'll get into these questions. Yes. <laughs> okay. The first question. I don't know if... I might change the wording. So the original question is, what is the first book to make you cry? If you haven't cried to a book, I guess, what is the first book that like moved you that you're just like, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Fuck. I'm looking at a shelf that I have not read yet. (laughs) Um, The first book to like move me and make me cry. Okay. 
I don't know. So I've been a fan of fan of fantasy for a while. And back in high school, I think this is like when I graduated high school, my friend bought me the Vampire Academy series for um, graduation. And it was really late. The series has already been done. But if anybody who knows, knows, there is one book because it's like a six book series. I think like the third one is when I cried, like I felt an emotional connection to these characters and when something happened to them, it was like devastating. But I also was very angsty in the idea that I loved, like I loved Twilight. That was my thing. But I didn't really feel a connection to those books. I was just reading them just to read them. So I knew what the hell was going to happen in Breaking Dawn because I read them <laughs> after I saw I saw Eclipse. So I was like, hey, we need to get through all four of these books so I can be like, yeah, I know everything that's going to happen. They suck now, but, you know. Um, yeah, I guess Vampire Academy was the... And that's, like, such a... I don't know. I think it's such a weird answer for me because it's, like, such a... I don't know. YA is seen in the literary world as so, like, childish and insignificant, I guess. And I'm, like... Uh, but, see, but you're going into literary world, which is a whole other thing. Right. So don't say that. Yeah, it's not childish because like I think but like I think some people view YA as not literature. But it is. It, it, I think it is. Yeah. A lot of YA that is like classic literature that people don't really realize. Mm -hmm. Like I think Catcher in a Rye was supposed to be like a young adult book. Yeah. Because it dealt with something very serious. Everybody was like, oh. Oh my god, no, no. Mm -hmm. Because the 13 year old was cursing or whatever his age is. Yeah, he's, young. He was, he's a young kid. Yeah, he's young. I mean, he's like in boarding school. He's like, I don't even think he's in high I think he's like in high school, maybe. Mm -hmm. But you know, like this is a kid going through like, you know, guilt and borderline yeah. depression and like and he's very angsty. cynical. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, oh, oh my god, oh no. Oh. Yeah. It's like, shut up, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that one. John Green got me a couple of times too. With I looking think John for Green, Alaska, I think John Green got everybody. I yeah. I know all the bitches that cried during the fall in our stars. But like it's weird because it was like a hit or miss for me because I loved looking for Alaska and fall in our stars, but I could not stand paper. Uh, fuck, what is it called? Um, paper towns. Uh, paper towns. It just irritated the shit out of me. Like after a while, it kind of made me feel like these like kids aren't this pretentious like kids don't talk like this it wasn't realistic to me yeah I hated Margot like she irritated the shit out of me <laughs> so I'm like I don't know but yeah yeah I was a mess for Fault in Our Stars I know all the bitches like I never I, I have like, not read any of those I books sibling like, <laughs> and everything it's awful <laughs> yeah um for me i was just looking i had to look it up because i couldn't remember the main character's name but i remember mm -hmm. now um for me it was a very i i was like in high school and i went to barnes and noble and i saw this book and i thought it was so pretty <laughs> i saw the book cover and i thought it was pretty mm -hmm. and i was like oh look at these pretty illustrations and i took it and i bought it um it's called why we broke up and it's basically about this girl her name is min and she gives back 
all the stuff that she's like all like little memorabilia and trinkets that she collected with her first ever boyfriend ed and she gives it back to him and we're like reading the letter the book is like in the form of a letter mm-hmm. she goes through every single item that she's giving back and explains why this ties into why she's breaking up with him mm-hmm. and like that should hurt me yeah that should hurt i'd never been in a relationship at that time that i was reading it but i felt like i went through a breakup too i cried mm-hmm. i read this on a on a plane and i cried i fucking mm-hmm. cried I don't know what it was. I think, I think because, you know, like she's obviously written in, in like at high school. And I think um, for me, I just, I don't know what it was. I was like, yeah, I would feel the same way too if I had to break up with my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like, that shit got me. Or another one was, I think I read this as well in high school. I used to go to the library a lot down my street and, um, um this book called living dead girl uh i read it like three times i checked it out three times i was so hooked on it and every single time i cried at the end it's a really it's a really heavy book to read i don't know why it was in the adult like young adult section but um it's the perspective of a girl who's uh who is who's who was kidnapped at the age of six and she still lives with her kidnapper like 10 years oh. later and she like figures out how to how to escape um and yeah that's is it's really really rough to read i have the mm-hmm. audiobook too and that's even harder to listen to <laughs> like yeah. i haven't finished the audiobook mm-hmm. but it's i thought i think it's really good so those are my those are my two i think they for i don't know how they classify like what's ya well well adult is different because i think they do by like the age range of the protagonist no I, uh yes no i think it's the age range of the reader okay like who would be reading it right because i've never read a ya with the protagonist over the age of 18 19 and then like adult is when they're like my age or 20 like 21 and up you know like it's weird i'm gonna google this right now how do you classify <laughs> how do you classify a fruit how do you classify why a because like obviously they would like no. the audience would want to read about somebody who or like a protagonist who is Hi. their age okay it, it's readers Young okay. adult fiction, YA, is a category of fiction written for readers from 12 to 18 years of age. While the genre is targeted to adolescents, approximately half of YA readers are adults. Right. <laughs> Me, Loud right here. Yeah, Loud Loud I have dipped into adult and like, I'm a very, very boring person. I love historical fiction, um, which is why Pride and Prejudice is like my number one movie. And, and yeah. book. Oh, I swear to God, Elizabeth Bennett was the OG Savage. Anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, but just, her her sarcasm is what I strive to be. It's just like backhanded. And her man, the faces she makes, I think she would have made with some of the stupid shit that people say around her. I, well, you've given me fantasy books and I'm mm-hmm. like getting I, i'm i'm finding time this week to read for pleasure can you believe that oh um 
And I'm going to read, I'm going to start reading because I want to get into it. But I'm trying to remember, I also read once this, oh, I think I let Jai borrow this book too. And he never gave it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jai, if you're listening, I would like this book back, please. I want to read it again. <laughs> um, it was like, so it was like in that, like the, 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 the discounted section at the Barnes and Noble, you know, like where it's like those books are like $7, $10, right. whatever. <laughs> Um, it was just there. I liked, I liked the book cover again. And it was like about this, it was like fan, it was like fiction, but it was like, it was for adult, but it was very YA-esque. It was about this woman who owns a flower shop and, uh, she's like a hopeless romantic and like, she meets this woman and she gives her like this gift and she has like 365 days a year to like, see like to experience to see the different like kinds of love and like if she doesn't like record it and like continue the tradition like she'll die or something oh and she ends up falling in love yeah but then like it breaks off to like different characters that are in her world and like how mm. they're experiencing love and like that's you know those are the different but it was really good i also cried in that so i want that i would like that back i can't remember the name of the book if anybody uh, has read that book please tell me i know jai i'll, I'll, I'll google it <laughs> but... jai let us know what the title is because you still have the book yeah. <laughs> i know he still has it and she fell in love with like a scientist and i'm like work girl a flowerist and a scientist you a flowerist <laughs> Flores, oh my god. <laughs> I am a writer. Yeah. No, me too. Are you kidding me? Auto corrected my best friend. Shit. Grammarly. 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 Yeah. Grammarly. <laughs> the this program pays is... for subscription. Hey. Grammarly. So. This podcast is sponsored by Grammarly. Grammarly, <laughs> the ultimate writing saver. I don't know. Practicing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. It's not really, though. No. <laughs> yes, no, we're not sponsored. Unless, if you want to, uh, no. if you want to sponsor us, that'd be really cool. Just saying. Okay. Um, second question. We're getting, we're getting into these, uh, getting into these deep ones. I'm afraid I'm not going to have an answer for some of these. <laughs> but okay, go ahead. <laughs> Does writing energize or exhaust you? It depends on what I'm doing. Like I can brainstorm all day and it makes me really, really excited for the project. But then when I sit down to write, I'm just like, <laughs> fuck this like, dude. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's not, it's not happening. But I think that comes with like, you like when you brainstorm, you're like, yeah, this will go here. And this is when this is happens next and blah, blah, blah. But when you actually have to do it and you see that it doesn't, work out like that like it's not working out the way you want it to that's when the work starts that's when I get tired oh, okay but you here's something that like I will we obviously very much different I I do short forms I've never <laughs> sat down to do like a long ass novel like mm -hmm. you you've done um so I don't brainstorm at all which I think is why I don't I I get a high from writing Mm -hmm. even if it's like I only wrote for about an hour or like for 30 minutes I get a high from it like I get this ultimate satisfaction um but because I don't write anything that is like that's a, like novel in a way where like you have to plan the plot mm -hmm. I don't write anything like that 
Um, I mean, like I write short stories and like, yeah, I kind of have an idea of the plot, but um, well, for some people, well, most people think short story is harder because it is a, a smaller, it's condensed, yeah, it's more condensed. But I, I don't know why, like that to me is so much easier than planning for like 300 plus pages. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd rather like break a sweat over like 10 pages and complete a story then try to like expand mm-hmm. but um i get a high from it yeah I get energized I-, I get energized but i also can't like i i take a lot of breaks mm-hmm. like i can hear my can you hear my dad no oh, you hear oh. okay kind of yes i know it's okay i'm like trying like hopefully my parents don't start yelling across the house because it's not a big house but my dad just speaks so loud (laughs) (laughs) if we stop talking you can hear hold on i might change the setting on my microphone sorry guys i Um, think for like for me i plan so much to the point where by the time i get to writing i'm already tired like I've already been with mm. the project for X amount of hours. So maybe like breaks would be good for me. But I also don't write like I want to write more fiction, but I am very much in like fantasy mode most of the time. Like I'm yeah. creating worlds and rules to go with the rules. That's how you say the word to rules. go with the world. Rules. And it's like, I don't know, like sometimes I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself because it's like I don't even have anything on the page yet, but. Like, I'm planning for the end without having started the beginning, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I get you. I think uh, I think for me, well, right now, well, it's, it's kind of hard right now because I'm doing, I've always gravitated more towards nonfiction. Um, and right now, because I'm doing like those collection of personal essays, um, there is one in particular where I have to sit down and outline because it is going to be so long because I have mm-hmm. so much to talk about. Um, and like, I have to find, I basically have to figure out what the overall theme is that makes everything connect, but mm-hmm. not tell you like I'm writing all of this because X, Y, and Z, you right. have to read it and find out like, Oh, that thing that she mentioned in the introduction, I understand why like all these are connected. So I'm like, I'm like struggling to do that because um, I kind of get in my own way with that kind of structure because then I'm like, okay, so then I'm not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And so it's not done. So I can't yeah. turn it in. But it's yeah. like, I, I have to turn it in. Like, I just have to give in something. Mm-hmm. So, but I do want to get into more fiction. I would like to write more fiction this year. If that's one thing that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when like I get because like there was a point in my novel class this past fall where I was get like I got into that groove. I think that was like the first. No, that's not the first time. But it's the first time I'm writing fiction as opposed to writing screenplay mm-hmm. where I like had a groove and was like, you know, just like cranking it out like it was all coming to me because I've had those before, but in final draft and it's different. A different format is like a different energy for me like it's it just looks easier or like more appealing to me when it's 
like the slug, the dialogue, the action lines. But when it's in fiction, when it's in word, it just looks different and it looks more, it looks like more work to me, but oh. that's because I'm not used to it. I'm just like, oh my God, this is awful. But yo, the there were a couple of times so, where it felt good. Screenwriting was so weird for me to like yeah. transfer into. I was like, ah, because <laughs> I'm so well, obviously when I write, I'm so used to like giving as much detail as possible mm-hmm. in scripts. You don't really need to do that. You're giving more direction and you're giving yeah, you're pretty you're pretty much giving direction. Like you're giving some detail that is like would be important, but it's more directional and then lines mm-hmm. rather than like, you know, her hair was as soft as yada yada yada. Right. She walked uh as she walked to the kitchen, she thought about la la la. It's like mm-hmm. no, she walked briskly and with an abrupt voice and then like yeah <laughs> and you know what's so funny is that when my professor uh who was teaching fiction he most of his comments the entire class was you have too much stage direction in this too much stage direction too much stage direction you have been reading your classmates uh you've been reading your classmates submissions how is this not like like why aren't you getting it basically and I'm just like oh my god like I know and he the comment he made on my final was like this is your bad habit I want to break you out of it like I see improvement in this final portfolio let's keep going with like (laughs) dialing down the stage direction and I'm like I'm trying but I'm also not prosaic at all so it's like (laughs) he said that I know. I was like, oh my God, this guy hates me. Like, I, my <laughs> worst so- fear is that when he sits down and reads my stuff, he's just like, oh, another Marina submission, you know? But it's like, but he's, he's so weird so- because he does playwriting. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. So but weird. if he can still do like non, if he can still I do guess. fiction without an excessive amount of stage direction. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> boots for this class coming up i'm gonna write these poems i hate i hate formal poetry so much with such a passion i hate rhyming i absolutely hate it i don't care about the rhythm i don't care how you know it provides meter i don't give a shit i i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it i think it's so corny and i know people Mm. are gonna like people are gonna especially all the literary folk out there are gonna be like it's so important yeah it's important it's you know, these were our, these, this was poetry and this is what paved the way for like the romantics and, you know, that entire new movement that we're seeing right now, especially where we're not doing form, but I like it. I like the no form. I like it. It's so freeing. I think rhyming is just so corny. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think it's so corny. Anyway, it's hard. Um, I, I don't, it is hard. Don't I'm not gonna, what am I going to write about? I think I'm just yeah. going to end up like writing about love and I don't even like, I don't write about like god can we be more cliche writing in form and then making it love About poems at the same poems. time good lord have you started the reading no i haven't started any reading it's due monday i know <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like i had it planned so it'll be sort of like okay just like taking it step by step but now i'm just gonna have to read everything at once not like everything but like one book read it another book because like one of them the meter one it's only 60 pages 
So I'm yeah. like, okay, I can do and that. And then the other one is 120. I know. 120. And then we still have to mark up. Anyway, whatever. And you guys don't yeah. want to hear about that. But <laughs> you don't want to hear about our homework. <laughs> you don't want to hear about our homework. <laughs> what but, we voluntarily um... chose to do. <laughs> <laughs> I but know. Yeah. I could. The, no, I didn't have a choice. It was either take an elective that was going to be from like nine to five. Oh no! Or this class, I yeah. don't, I don't, I'm not feeling too confident. I feel like this may be the class that makes or breaks my GPA. And at this point, mm-hmm. I'm okay because I'm graduating. Yeah, my GPA is broken. His last class broke my GPA. <laughs> so we'll see. No, that was all me. That was my fault. But whatever. <laughs> okay, I need to cross these off so that I don't like ask them again. <laughs> because <laughs> i know okay what the one that cried does okay mm, let's see let's go down the list oh okay i know we talked about a book that made you cry but what is a book that made you realize yes this is what i want to do as a career um I think it was Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard. Um, it's another YA book. It's she, it was more of her background mm-hmm. and that translated into the book and her writing style that made me think, oh, I can do this because she went to USC for undergrad in filmmaking. She majored in screenwriting. So her background is the three act, eight sequence structure that was grilled into her and that was grilled into me. And then she translated it and use it in this book and it's very like when you look at it it is very structurally sound like the midpoint is in the middle of the book and these three acts are like I can point to you in the book where it is you can if you had no structure Mm. at all you can see it but I feel like it's not it's in an obvious way to someone who's familiar with the structure but it's also done and like a lot of readers can pick up on it too but it's also done and the idea that all writers in the like the goal that all writers want to accomplish is to have a structure and then pile all the good stuff on top of it that way you don't see the skeleton. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice twist at the end and it's like, well, yeah, maybe I can translate this to or translate like my background into something different. And I think that's where going into um grad school that's where I was coming from with like learning these different forms and these different genres so but yeah Red Queen was good and I'm named after her um one of the the main character our sorority well my sorority has nicknames mm-hmm. my nickname is one of the one of the nicknames for the protagonist so I'm like that's cool <laughs> love her yeah so Victoria Everett's like my new favorite author all right. Um, I'm I'm picking an old school one. I'm picking mm-hmm. the street. Uh, um, I read this book uh, my senior year of high school. I took AP AP literature, and uh, probably the beginning of that year, uh, you know, when you start applying to college, I was convinced that I was going to do like international business, international relations, something very corporate, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it wasn't until I started taking this class that I was like, wow, I'm really, I always knew that I liked English. I'm like, well, I really, really, really love what we're reading. And mm-hmm. my teacher assigned us a book called The Stranger by Albert Camus. 
And that book changed, like changed me, like no joke, almost overnight. I was so hooked on this book and this character who's like, you know, just extremely existential, very nihilistic. It was so Mm -hmm. new to me. Every book that I had been reading was so upbeat and happy. And, you know, besides like Catcher in the Rye and other books I was reading for school, but these were classics to me. This was like so strange. It was so strange the way that is written. It's so direct and and unapologetic. And um, I was just very honest about the world, about like human moral and, you know, why, like, where do all of these morals really come from? And Mm. it kind of, you know, it explores a lot of like morality and things that we normally don't think about. Um, So here I am like 17 years old reading this and I'm like, whoa, this is like, this is the best thing ever. Like my life is so changed completely. And yeah, I think, yeah, reading that I was like, wow, there's so much more out there. Like this is something that I would want to write. I want to be more real um and write like really twisted things and and you know embrace kind of this like um deeper thought of humanity and you know what we accept to be true or whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah that book like and i like i read it every now and then again just because i'm like oh this is such a good book yeah um hold on we're gonna take a break because i am being called downstairs and they're gonna keep yelling if i don't (laughs) Get downstairs. We're right back. Okay. Okay. Hello, everybody. Um, we're back. I was being yelled at because uh, my mom made dinner, <laughs> and that's on. <laughs> and that's on eat your food. And that's on living with your parents. Remember <laughs> <laughs> we used to live alone. <laughs> I know. Together. Memories. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. I really didn't like where we lived, though. Like, it was such a weird, like, it didn't feel homey. Yeah. I think because it was so secluded and we were in the corner of our complex. And it was we like, were, it's and it weird. was so weird to get to our, our spot, too. Yeah. The elevator was far. We had to round a couple corners, and I'm like, mm, dang. Meeting tilapia with some rice. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's fun. Um, but anyway, yeah, The Stranger, Albert Camus, yeah, top book that changed my life. Okay, we'll see. Okay, hot topic question: Do you think writers should be writing every day? Um. Maybe, you know, I think a little bit. I think, mm. no, yes. Yes, writers should be writing every day, but it doesn't always have to be like you're sitting down and writing for X amount of hours or X amount of minutes. And it's like, don't put so much like pressure on yourself to write, but write every day. And like, like brainstorming is writing. And outlining yes. is writing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, as long as you're keeping the cogs going and keeping like the brain energy, creative flow going yeah, and staying productive with like the projects you're working on, then it's writing. So but yeah, yeah, we should write every day, I think. Do I? Yeah. No. 
<laughs> do I know? I think you should be. Yeah. But do I? No, I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, uh, undergrad, my last semester, I had a poetry class and our professor, Mike Songson, shout out to Mike Songson, um, he had us do morning pages every single day. And I have to admit, the first time we did it, I was like, you just want me to journal? <laughs> okay. Yeah whatever but he gave us like five minutes of complete silence to just jot down whatever we wanted um and then he would ask if anybody wanted to read it and there's something so freeing about listening to just thoughts right that you just thought about for five minutes um most of my poems that I ended up turning in as part of my thesis came from morning pages that's cool yeah so it works right it's just you sit down at your desk, complete silence or music or whatever you want uh, for five minutes. And you just write, mm-hmm. you just keep writing page after page after page, however much you want. Um, and then my, uh, hmm, my summer semester last summer, um, I had an editing class. I took an editing class and we read this really awesome book. I'm trying to find it, but I can't really, I can't find it. Um, Basically it's like a writer's guide and there's a chapter explaining the importance of taking notes on life. And Mm -hmm. he had us, my professor had us keep a journal and every day we were just challenged to write an observation. And again, a lot of writing that I'm doing right now, I actually go back to that notebook and I write and I see observations that I've made. Um, and, you know, that was something that that book talked about was um, keeping a journal and making those observations. You go back and you look at those observations and you think, what can you get out of that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think it's really hard when like you see people saying like, I just wrote a new story today. Yeah. You know, I think it's really intimidating when what you made a really good point, like brainstorming is writing, being creative and even writing down what you're thinking about in terms of like, I want to write this kind of story. I want to write this, something like that, or this is how I'm going to outline something that's already Mm -hmm. enough than not writing at all. Yeah. So I think, um, I think people should be writing every single day. I don't really, well, I am writing every single day, but not to get the creative juices flowing because I have deadlines (laughs) Mm -hmm. for my thesis. But um, I write down in my in my little planner, I got a new planner and it's really good because um, it gives you like prompts every single morning. Like mm-hmm. um, who needs you on top of your game today? Uh, if you were a life coach, what is something that you're going to remind yourself today? Or um, what was this like? Oh, what could be something stressful and how are you today? And how are you going to make sure it doesn't get in the, like doesn't hinder you or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. But like even that I find kind of like, liberates my thought to help me with thesis or to help me doing assignments so yeah I think you should be writing every day am I writing every day like a poem every day or a story every day no absolutely not I don't think that's realistic at all Mm -hmm. unless you're like you have nothing else going on in your life and you have that time to do so but yeah yeah and even then it's like it's not it's not finished you know like I hate when people on YouTube or social media will present their like screenplay and like oh I wrote this in 80 hours like okay but that's still first draft Mm -hmm. you know like it's not it's not complete it's not I mean it's complete in the sense that you have a beginning and end start to finish but it's not like a done deal you're ready to send it out for people to see exactly that's what and that's you know I think that's something that I'm seeing a lot on TikTok where it's like these writers that are like writing my manuscript to get published. It's like, 
You're so not done, though. You're so not done. Yeah. It takes forever. You know, and like, they're giving you writing tips, but it's like, I'd rather you talk about the process of getting from start to finish. Because no one even talks about like submitting to literary magazines anymore and like, you know, like networking with other writers to get blurbs mm-hmm. in the future or like how you polish yourself and like, you know, make a website to send to um, agents or like, how do you look for different presses that don't require agents for you to submit your manuscript to? Like, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to say like, hey, here's it. Here's my finished product. No, it's not done. It's done yeah. when there's a physical copy. And even then, sometimes when you have a physical copy, you still go back and make some more copy edits before the final print. I'd rather know that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, write every day, but even if it's like a little note to yourself or something that you saw outside, that's mm-hmm. something that you can come back to and get inspiration from. Like, I saw a dead possum helping Matt move out of his North Hollywood apartment. And like, that's part of a poem that I've been working on. Right. Yeah. So I think that's why I would never self publish because, like, I need different eyes on this. Yeah. Especially if it's like a manuscript, 300 pages or maybe more. And there's mm-hmm. all these different moving part- parts. And in my, uh, my, um, example would be like all of this different lore that I have to keep in check. Like, you need people on this. I don't, I don't know. Like, self publishing is possible, obviously, but. For me, I need the confidence. Uh, like, I need the security of having different eyes on my project and to be able to to check, you know? Yeah. I don't want to shit on self-publishing because, number one, I did it myself for my thesis mm-hmm. undergrad. Um, and because there's people out there that self-publish because they were capable of doing it and they're doing it, I think, for a good reason, but... Again, I'm seeing a lot of people on TikTok self-publish because they want that money. So they go through Amazon and I I don't really like that. Um, <laughs> I don't really like it because the way that they advertise it is like, want want um, do you want to be a, a published author and have books out immediately? Go on Amazon. I think that's, don't take, don't do that. Don't take mm-hmm. the speedy way out, right? I know so many authors that have self-published and they have worked on this manuscript and they right. have had different eyes still help them with editing. Yeah. And they've gotten people to read this and they have gone through their own channels. They work with independent printers and they work with artists for book covers. Like it's a really collaborative thing. Don't, yeah. don't write. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, I'm going to be really rude. So I'm sorry. Don't write smut and find like, copyright free images online make a canva book cover and post it on amazon Mm. don't do that like it takes a lot of work to get a manuscript it takes a lot of work to edit and to go through the different you know decide how you're going to publish it like don't do that because you want money Mm -hmm. or because you want to live out this fantasy of being an author like no if you want to be an author understand the time that it's going to take Mm-hmm. not even just to be like good or not even to have it well received for you to understand this is what it means to be an author it's yeah. time really it, it, it's pissed me off i've seen it um because i have to look at like um 
different hashtags for like publishing right. books for you know one of my jobs and so many people are like here's how you can be a published author yeah. on amazon in four simple steps i'm like no it's bullshit yeah they suck like they suck mm-hmm. maybe there maybe there are good manuscripts out there on amazon but like don't advertise it like that don't be like here's how you can be an author without having to go through anything it's like no mm-hmm. work on it but I think because we have a respect for the craft, when you see yeah. people on TikTok going, hey, I wrote a book. Here's how you can get it. But there's no context as to like the process of getting this thing published or actually working on the manuscript because it's not all fun and games. It's not always going to come to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like this shit's hard work. Let me see that. Don't try and push a project on me. I don't know. It's maybe I'm hating on tiktok <laughs> book talk uh sue me i'm, if I'm hating on hating book, talk, on book talk yeah but it, i don't know Whoa. it's just unrealistic it is unrealistic because um yeah that's oversaturated with like i'm not hating on book talk where they do book reviews because bless those people shout out yeah. to those people because i have found loads of books that i want to read i'm talking about the book talk where it's like um yeah, these people that are like, follow me on my journey of being a published author. And they just make silly little like TikToks like, oh, having a good idea, not having motivation to do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. what, like, how do you, you know, like, where are you in that process? I want to know. Yeah. What question was that? <laughs> what question was that? That was three. <laughs> that was three? No way. Yeah. Or four? No, four, because I asked, should you be writing every day? And that's how we got to this conversation. (laughs) We got to should be writing every day, shitting on TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. Um, What period of your life do you find writing about the most slash finding and getting inspiration from? College. College, Undergrad. I think because a lot of the stories that I like are about like this self-discovery kind of like the protagonists are Mm self-aware and I think because I did so much of that in undergrad and even now it's like and and honestly I'm gonna be like completely honest maybe a little harsh I didn't go through any kind of like hard shit growing up so like to me it's like hard I mean everyone has their own experiences but I had it pretty easy compared to others um but undergrad is when it was like it was kind of a dark place for me and coming out of that I think is really rewarding and it gave me a lot of perspective so that's I guess where I draw from and writing these characters or my attempt at my goal at writing these strong characters um did I answer the question I think so yeah you did okay I was like Um, uh Sorry, my brain just went like blank <laughs> right away. My brain away. was like, and you're done. And stop. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> your brain was like, okay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, I read a lot about my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, I think most of my poems, especially the ones that have been published, have all kind of been around Nicaragua or like my identity mm-hmm. being Latin American. Um, and when I think about that, I think about my childhood because, um, I mean, there was like a duality of like being an American citizen, 
knowing English, learning English, learning Spanish at the same time, being here, being a couple months in a different country and then coming, coming back. Um, I was going to remember it being like a really weird time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not in like that I was uncomfortable or anything bad happened, but it was just a very strange time because I'm, I'm growing up and I'm learning about two different worlds and they're both home to me. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, like I draw a lot about my childhood and like things that I remember, like really good things. And then, you know, things that were not so good, like getting picked on because I was Brown and I'm kind of finding that my cultural identity and my skin color are kind of like the two biggest things that like keep pushing me to write, um, just so that I feel like there's more representation of like people like me, um, so yeah, like especially a lot of my poems, a lot of my poems, mm-hmm. um, anything that I've ever done for class or like anything that's ever been published is definitely centered around like little me and like everything that I had experienced or like seen or ex- like, yeah, seen or um, felt or whatever. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. I tap into a lot of like my childhood. Yeah. Did I, did I answer the question? I know. <laughs> I was, oh, shit, I feel you answered my question better than I did. What? Um, yeah, I, don't, I feel sort of drawn to writing about my cultural identity. But I think I'm struggling in, like, like I don't know what my culture, cultural identity is. You know, like, I'm Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. But... I don't speak the language and I don't celebrate the holidays, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. And I feel like I can't speak on it because I don't understand, you know, like if someone who speaks Spanish and has been to Mexico and is like very, is very like in depth with it, like in tune with the culture mm-hmm. will look at me and go like, well, like, why is she like, you know, just like invalidate, my I guess I don't know like my I don't know but it's like it's just weird you know yeah Um, yeah, I definitely understand I feel that way when I think of like when I think about my Salvadorian side because I talk more about my Nicaraguan side more than anything that's Mm -hmm. like the most that I'm that I know about so whenever like something about El Salvador comes up I'm like yeah I feel that too and I'm like I'm half though. So it's like kind of almost invalidating when people are like, oh, you're Salvi. I'm like, I'm half. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's not that. There's not that um, like, oh, cool. You know, it's, it's not that. But I don't feel like you, I, I don't feel like anybody should invalidate you because you're also not going to go around saying like, oh, I, I know because blah, 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 blah. I think what mm-hmm. you're talking about more, it's just like, how do you start to learn? Oh, right. <sighs> Yo, I heard that. That It cracked. That was my my shoulder. I'm breaking. I'm falling apart. I just turned into dust. Just kind of like (laughs) bones around. (laughs) But I think what you're saying is like, how do you learn, or like, how do you begin to learn to understand? what your identity is mm-hmm. um because it doesn't sound to me like when we've had this conversation you don't go around saying it's like oh uh, you know like i know blah blah blah, blah or like i know this because of blah blah, blah. It, it's more of you're just like like dang where do i start 
yeah. learning how to be, you know, this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think, yeah, because like, okay, well, I had mentioned in the last podcast that I want to put a more um, like cultural spin on the War of the Roses, like a mm-hmm. Mexican culture. And I'm looking at like architecture from ancient civilization. And I'm like, well, where I am right now in my like historical knowledge, my heritage, my the knowledge of my heritage, I don't feel like I can speak on certain things or I don't feel like I can create certain things because I don't have the knowledge. So it's like, like, even if I learned, I feel like I wouldn't be valid in that sense or like to talk about that stuff, like create, like, okay, say I want to create this fantasy that has a like golden Mayan aspect to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have like, I don't know if I have an indigenous heritage and I don't, you know, really speak. I don't speak the language. So it's like, how do I hmm, come I to a project like that? Like not that specific, but come to a project like that. Come to a project where, I, where it's like, you know, that that is your culture, but you yourself haven't fully integrated yourself into it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I got job. I mean, without seeming like I'm appropriating something and it's like, well, honey, DNA is DNA. You are Mexican American. Yeah, you are Mexican American, right? Your family, Mm -hmm. Mexican descent. Mm -hmm. They are now here in America. That is kind of the first step, I I think. And I don't know. I, I can't obviously put myself in your shoes, but. You can't change DNA, girl. You is Mexican American. That is your culture. Mexican right. culture is part of is part of you. You know, it's part of your family. It's part of your grandma. It's part of every you know your grandma's family, and you know as far back as that goes. Um, it, it's so hard in this day when everybody wants to point fingers. It's like, well, you're not even you know blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then some, and then someone be like. No, I am. Maybe I don't look like it. Maybe I don't sound like it, but I am, you know. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I, I think I think that's also probably something that might you're might also dealing with is the fact like someone's going to call you on saying like, bro, you're not even Mexican. And you have to be like, yeah. yes, I am. And then how do you defend that? How do you how do you prove to them that you are Mexican? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a shitty thing that I, I hate that's going on right now. But DNA is DNA. You as Mexican-American, right. that is your culture. Um, I think if anything, it's just, you know, starting to really understand like your, like what that is to you. Mm -hmm. What is Mexican American culture to you? You know, what is Mexican culture? Especially it's also really different, like different regions of Mexico have their own different cultures. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, if you, to really personalize that it's really learning like your family first yeah and then and who knows maybe that could just be enough maybe right, learning right. just your family like culture in mexico that's enough yeah i think that's how i was thinking about doing that too because like i know where my grandma is from on my mm-hmm. dad's side i don't know where my great great grandparents are from on my mom's side so it's mm-hmm. like 
like they could be from two different places, you know, or whatever. But I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll dip into that ancestry. We need help. Let me know. Sure. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I really don't worry about my Salvadorian side because of that. But I did say that this year I wanted to like really get to learn more about that side. Mm-hmm. And I probably will because I haven't told you. Um, I met I'm I I this random person on Ancestry.com. We are third cousins, like legitimately third cousins. Oh wow! Yeah, like his his uh grandma. Mm-hmm. is the sister of my dad's grandpa. Grandma. So we're third. Sister. Dad's grandpa. Yes. We're third cousins. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Okay. My dad didn't know that they were they're here. In, they're here in LA. I so have no knows, idea. Yeah. That's crazy. No idea. We're meeting each other on the 23rd in person. And has your dad met them? Or... My dad doesn't know that they met. No, my dad's gonna meet them for the first time too. We're oh, all going. Oh, that's so cool! Mm-hmm. No idea, no idea that he had family mm-hmm. here, like family that's actually like blood. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah. He had zero idea. We're meeting them on the twenty third, and there's so many of them. There's so many kids. Oh wow! There's like there's yeah, um, and one of the cousins, one of my other third cousins, her name is Trisha Marie. Two. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> joking. Same spelling and everything. I'm not kidding you. Anyway. Yeah, so that's exciting. But that's cool. Yeah. If you need help with ancestry.com, let me know. I'm just gonna text ancestry. you. What? Oh yeah. Speaking <laughs> of ancestry.com, we want to thank uh ancestry.com for sponsoring today's episode. Ancestry.com. <laughs> Finding your past when your parents don't want you to. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and that's on sponsorship. Yeah. Thanks, ancestry.com. Uh, use our promo code, MNT, figure it out. <laughs> what do my parents say? No, I was like, when your parents don't want to, what don't want when you to? That is so you. funny. I'm going to make a post. That's going to be our post tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, <gasps> see. I'm crossing one question out because we already answered that part. What was it. the question? It was how did you, how did you know you wanted to be a writer? And I think we pretty much answered that when we were talking about the books that made us want to be writers. So yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Um, ooh, what is your writing kryptonite? What is the one thing that just won't let you write sometimes? Um, I think I get distracted easily. Like I get so consumed in consuming stories where it's like, I don't even want to write them. Like when I was watching The Witcher, all all I was thinking about was I want to write something as cool and as vast as The Witcher because it's like this entire world and all of this lore, Mm -hmm. like it's cool to want it. I was like getting caught up in wanting to write it. And then I sit down to like look over one of the projects I started in in um, grad school. 
undergrad grad school um and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go back to the witcher (laughs) that's a lot yeah (laughs) so i think yeah just like watching stuff and i don't know screen time that's my kryptonite bro you send me so many tiktoks I haven't opened I know. one. I haven't opened any of them. Either. They're I, funny. I will, I, will, <laughs> I will watch them. You, everybody. I would just like you all to know. I checked. I checked when I was coming up the stairs from our break. Marina has sent me twenty four TikToks. I haven't opened any of them. Okay, in the span of like a couple of days, like four days. But yeah, because I'm not on it a lot either. Not like a lot, but like you know, I have my notifications on for that. I only opened TikTok yeah. for work. So that's like. <laughs> yeah. Cause like when I, I'll watch and I'll literally like, if I find it funny, I will send it to four people, you, Melissa, Javi, and my cousin, Ariel, like all of it. If I find it just a little bit funny or a little bit relatable, I'll say, it cause I want you to see it. <laughs> I mean, people tickled me. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Aren't you so special? <laughs> I don't really stop it. Thank you. I haven't yeah. sent you anything. Most I haven't sent you nothing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm not on it. I know. Hmm. I, I love, love TikTok. I'll shit on it all day, but I love it. <laughs> I won't TikTok make it. So like, stupid. I haven't made anything in forever, but yeah. TikTok is so stupid. <laughs> I hate having to do TikToks for work. Oh, by the way, everybody, we told you, we, we forgot to mention this. This is technically a, a writer, writer and wine episode. I, just, I need to top off, actually. Top off. I need to so get more because I just finished it. I need to top, you. top myself off. That was weird. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't know. What are we writing now? Whoa. I didn't know we're writing so That's much. a glass in, you guys. That's a glass in. Glass in. My tolerance is not what it used to be. She can't hang anymore. I can't fucking hang. You were never able to. We went to a bar for her side note, sidebar. We went to a bar for her birthday. What birthday? Got... Your my birthday. 21st. My 21st. 21st. Are about... Okay. Tahano, yeah. If that doesn't yeah, locate Tahano. us. Uh... <laughs> Damn, we just brought us. Um... We don't live by there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we live by Tejano, okay? If you guys want to look for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, where? West Hollywood. Is it West Hollywood? North Hollywood, no, dummy. Hollywood. North Hollywood. Yeah, North Hollywood. North Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Um, she had a margarita. But these are like, that was she a- didn't have the biggest. Whoa. No, you had the smallest Whoa. margarita. No, but that was pretty. That was big. That yeah. was that it's was one of those un- that sells like two sizes. The one the first size is like it's big for one person, but it's supposed to be one person. And then the biggest size is like two to three people can share. So she no, had the bro. one. She didn't even finish it, and she was I like, couldn't finish it. Her bed. <laughs> okay, let me. <laughs> yes, I did. I did fall off my bed in the middle of the night. I rolled. I rolled it. And it fell off. And Matt was Matt slept over and he freaked out. He's like, what the? But that just shows how comfy you were. You know, like that was a good sleep for you to be able to roll off the bed. I knocked out on our way back from Disneyland. That was knocked a good. Out. Oh yeah. She that was a cord. No. 
That was one third of a Paloma. Paloma. That, that had- was too strong. <laughs> what the hell? It was strong. Downtown Disney. What are you doing? That was a strong ass Paloma. Mm-hmm. You can- That was more tequila than grapefruit juice. That was strong. Mm-hmm. You tried it. That was strong. Yeah. It was strong. So the bartender at Bolero in downtown Disney. Um, steady your hand, my friend, because <laughs> Yeah, damn. First of all, you guys almost kill me with the pizza because you won't tell me whether or not it was cross-contaminated with shrimp. Right. Who cross-contaminates me for pizza and shrimp? That was so weird that they cook it together. Because it, it wasn't cooked together. It, they're just prepped in, in the same kitchen. Same kitchen. That's so... Okay. They want to check, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then trying to kill me with this al- alcohol. Like, dang. That was alcohol. <laughs> alcohol. But I'm Love. not drinking alcohol today, unfortunately, just because um, just trying to trying to be trying to be good. Also, just because you're really sleepy. So I wouldn't have gone been able to get through this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's my rating kryptonite? That's a great question. I also spelled kryptonite really wrong on my notes. Did you spell it with a C? I put K Y P R. Kryptonite. Just like, I'm going to spell it halfway. I'll know what it is when I get to it. Kryptonite. <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm like, why did I think that was right? Um, what's right. my kryptonite? I'll take a question. I have, you know, okay. Environment. The environment Mm. definitely determines whether or not I'm going to write. And again, I am writing every single day um, since like last August because of thesis. I like realistically, I have been writing every single day. That is because of thesis. I already said that. (laughs) But... (laughs) And my brain is shutting down. <laughs> You're like, whoa. <laughs> what a rush. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, I, I have to have a really clean environment. I have to have a really clean room. I have to clean my room in order to write. If I do not clean my room, I cannot write. I It just doesn't, it does not happen whatsoever. There's just no way that I can get anything done. And and that honestly, that goes for just like working in general, but especially, especially from writing, I have to have a clean room. I have to have a clean past desk. I have to have the right music to write to. Cause I, mm-hmm. I like, I put myself in such a mood when I'm writing. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> this, this essay that I had just, I, I just, and I did a first draft of, and I talked about it with my advisor today. It's all about sex. It's about, it's just about like, uh, like different uh, memories that I have undergrad, like going to a sex shop for the first time or like watching documentaries about like sex dolls now, like mm-hmm. being sex workers in Europe and, and like, you know, just like different little anecdotes about sex and like coming to terms with like, you know, like your sexuality and like, when do you put a stop to like making it a game and like, when does it become actually serious? And like, what do I think about it now? Whatever. Right. But oh, I put Frank Ocean's album, Channel Orange, on loop for hours. So I've never heard that album. Shut the fuck up. But, 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 but it's like a baby making album, isn't it? A bit well, you want if you want baby making album party next door. I don't okay. care anybody. You come for me and I don't give a shit. Anybody out there party next door is 
humping music. Disgusting, <laughs> vile humping music. You can't tell me otherwise. If Persian rugs doesn't make you want to masturbate, you are a liar. You are a liar. Persian but I rugs. think Frank Ocean, yeah. <laughs> yes. You you should listen to that song. Listen to that song tonight well, and text well. me. And then <laughs> yeah, <I will. laughs> listen to that song and text me your honest opinion. Because I want to know. Okay. I really want to know. Um and if you don't text me, it's because I think you're doing something else. And that proves my point. Okay. So yeah. matter, I'm just going to assume. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that that was a good idea for me. But no, I think Frank, I don't think Frank Ocean's baby making music. Frank Ocean is just like sentimental, very raw, mm. very honest, you know, um, just art. Channel Orange was mwah, like just, it was great. It was a fantastic album. It's the best, one of the best albums out there ever in the world. Um, and don't fight me on that. I don't know. I, I, like I was thinking about like, oh, what's, what, what can I listen to when I'm thinking about sex and trying to be like really nostalgic right. and like about these memories and like being really honest about what I think about sex, like right now. Um, and I just thought I'm like Frank Ocean thinking about you is so tender, so loving. And I want to hear that. <laughs> And you know what? I want to hear the whole fucking album. And yeah, I put it on loop. I put it on loop for like a good four hours. I'm yeah. like, uh, 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 uh. Well, I'm writing about my gay friends and I went to a sex shop. Right. And I bought a vibrator <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> I went to a gay bar and they projected gay porn on my face. Like, <laughs> You know how embarrassing that was um, for my advisor to read that? <laughs> it's fine because your advisor, oh, I love your advisor. And I love my advisor too. But like she said it back to me. She's like, I think those were such great anecdotes. She's like, she's like, you know, like going to the bar and having gay porn projected on your face. And I'm like, no, oh, that's when you, when you say it, like when you say it. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like, yeah, she she was like, she's like, this was so funny. And I'm yeah. like, there's more anecdotes of like I have. Like I told her about another one. And she just died laughing for like a good minute. I was like, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I love her. She's awesome. Um yeah, I but that's my kryptonite. Messy, messy environment. Yeah. Unorganized. I have I have like avoided writing like a couple of times I it just like was not a good day or it just like was not coming to me the way I would have wanted it uh-huh. so I start cleaning my room to avoid yes. my computer and then I have like like I need to feel productive somehow and if it's not writing I'll clean my room maybe scribble a little bit on my iPad um that I can at least get like notes down. Like if I'm building a world, it's like this village is here under this mountain pass or whatever. Like um, that's what I'll do. But you I won't touch my computer to, like, for another yeah, day. To yeah. Feel it. yeah, I getcha. I like if I if I just can't clean my room, it's just it's just a it's a no bones day for me. No bones. I love that t- little pug. Oh my god. <laughs> It's so as cute. T- I was like, the only nice thing about TikTok is that. Yeah. I was like, no bones? bones? All right. I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no bones? I'm not trying to. Yeah. I told my manager, mom it's a it. no bones day. Um, I'm calling yeah. out. <laughs> I told my mom and a friend that one time. We were out with uh, my, it was my mom, 
myself, her friend, and her little niece, her like like a one year old niece, and mm-hmm. that niece was like not having it. We were going to Portos, we were going to get breakfast at Portos, and that little niece, she was not having it. She was crying, screaming, and I was like, "It's no bones day," and they're like, "What is that?" So I explained it to them, I showed them, and they're just like, "Oh my god!" And so they're just like, "It's no bones day. It's no bones day." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> that's, that's enough." That was yesterday. Today, today's a Bones Day. <laughs> yeah, today's a Bones Day. Is it really a Bones Day today? I didn't check. I don't know. Someone comment. If it's not on and, my four-year um, page. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Somebody on our Instagram, please comment down and let us know what it was because I can't remember. Right. Um. Well, I didn't check, so that's why I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't like writing, so I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> Bottom line is, I don't like writing. I don't know why I'm here. It's hard. Right. Okay, next next part. Next to follow up. <laughs> what is the hardest part about being a writer? Slash what is the hardest part about writing? Getting over like that inner monologue that says, This is stupid. You are stupid. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? You're yeah. not like you can't do this you know it's like fuck dude like what 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 makes you think you can build a world marina what makes you think you can create characters who are compelling enough to follow you know what makes like you so special exactly what, and it's like, what like why do you want to be you... like these people blah 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 what makes you think that these people are gonna give a damn exactly oh fuck man oh man because i, I because oh. i care so much about like like i want to be considered as like this whatever person to people and i'm like if i put something out there and they don't like it then i am considered I'm gonna crawl a in a shit hole and die. Yeah. yeah and it's like oh my god <laughs> but like, you can't control any of that so it's like why are you like it's literally killing no. your creativity yeah it is hard you know what it is i say this all the time it's hard being a writer because there is no right answer right to anything that we're doing i think as writers well we want the right answer i think as writers we number one find it so difficult to accept that mm, we are not going to be like the greats you know like my goal like the, the style of writing that i do especially like short story it is like really surrealist it's really like dark and kind of creepy it's very much like latin american short story it's very much like Ernest hemingway like you know really i think it's really like old school been like kind of simple I think it's really simple, but like, obviously I have like really like forward language and I do all these things. I am not going to be here in a timing way. Mm-hmm. I really want to. Because he, he drank a lot. I don't want to be like that, Marina. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway was Ernest Hemingway, you know? Like, right. you know, but, but I think that's so hard for us, you know, because like these are people that we look up to. These are writers that we look up to mm-hmm. and we're just like, oh, I want to get to that level. And then we don't get to that level and we get so upset because we're like, we're not good. It's like, yeah, this is just your inspiration. You are then now making it your own. Um, I think that's probably like the hardest part is that um, I was telling that I was talking to Matt uh, about this the other day. I'm like, it's so easy for you because you're a graphic designer set in stone. This is what you're going to do. Right. You know what you're Mm -hmm. doing. I'm like me as a writer, 
I don't finish learning ever. I right. don't. Even after, even after this, you know, getting my master's and then going and getting my PhD and whatever, like I don't, I don't finish learning. I'm gonna change so differently as a writer, just as like any profession is gonna change differently and get better. But like writing is so much more broad and it's open to mm-hmm. interpretation and like it's tough. It's tough when when you grow up and you know you have to have all the right answers like it has to be correct and then you get into yeah. a profession where it's just like it just has to be good it has to be correct mm-hmm. it just has to be good yeah you know i think that's the hardest part about being writer ah, and you know to, like like comparing comparing is the hardest part mm-hmm. that sometimes holds me back too um I think I mentioned this like a couple episodes ago, but like um, seeing everybody on Twitter, like all my right, like all my writer peers on Twitter, like getting accepted, accepted, accepted. And I'm like, I literally got published once last year and I'm a loser and I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) But then also too, it's like, how many times did I send things for submission? Like five times. So what did I expect? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hardcore comparison too is really difficult. I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is hard because you want to be so good. You want to be so good and you want people to recognize you as a writer and you want people, you know, you, you want that like praise, you want that recognition, but you just have to, you just like forget how hard it is to get that. Yeah. I think I have to remember that, like, I think all of us have to remember that like your, like, outside validation doesn't measure like how hard you worked or how how exactly. how creative you are or whatever it's like if you're gonna do this then do this exactly it doesn't matter like if you're getting published every other month or if you're you know finishing x amount of pages and you're able to get a book deal or whatever um there was this book i read by elizabeth gilbert she wrote eat pray love um mm-hmm. it's called big magic it's so good and talks about like different ways on like finding inspiration for your creativity or letting go of that like um that like oh what is it called like imposter syndrome kind of thing where it's Mm -hmm. like like literally if you're going to be this work at this nothing else matters basically so I need it I actually should probably read it again come to think of it (laughs) yeah I'm listening to uh, Matthew McConaughey's Green Light, his memoir, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I, it's so good. It, it, it's really, it's really good. It's not just like a classic memoir. It's like, um, it's not really. It, it, it's him reflecting mm-hmm. on like a lot of, of course, his journey from like adolescence to then becoming an actor. And first of all, that's such an interesting story too because he was such like he's such a bad kid growing up, mm-hmm. um, and he just like. He was he he's he was very much one of those guys who was just like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen you know like right. I don't really know what I want to do I'm gonna just like embrace everything, um, but um, he's getting uh, I just got to the part where he talks about his first gig his first ever job acting um, and he went to uh, University of Austin Texas he was gonna be a lawyer. And he started writing short stories 
he's writing more short stories at that point. And he had a friend that was going to film school and he showed his friend and his friend was like, I think you should go to uh, film school and like do, do screenwriting. Like, I feel like you want to tell stories. Um, And he got to this really funny uh, section where like, he's talking about um, how he, he was like the frat boy in film school and how he felt mm. so out of place. And then, you know, every week, one of their classes, they had to go watch a movie. And so he was like, I want to go see all the blockbuster movies. And I would come in. And he's like, I saw Die Hard. And everybody's like, that sucks. And he's like, man. And then yeah. one day he comes in and he had seen a blockbuster. And everyone's like, that sucks. And he's like, man, fuck y'all. And everyone like, <laughs> stays quiet. And he's just like, you know what? I'm not even going to do his accent because I, I can't do that accent. Um, but he was just like, you could tell me why you guys didn't like it. And the kids obviously end up admitting that they've ne- they didn't see it, but they know it was a shit movie. And he was like, he's like, at that point, I knew that I could be both. I could be the art critic and I could still be the frat guy that I am. And he's like, mm-hmm. and I was comfortable with that. His first ever acting job was in Dazed and Confused. Which was like such a big, you know, cult classic. Um, yeah. And, you know, he like was really honest. And he's like, you know, like a lot of people are, have like these really awful periods where they don't get work, whatever. Um, and he's like, and that really didn't happen to me. He's like, it, it did come to me really easy. He's like, and that's, I'm so grateful. And he's like, I don't want to be afraid about saying that experience. Um, you know, like he made friends with the casting guy who the guy who casted him for dazed and confused he went to go sleep on his couch and then like here in malibu um until he was able to like get on his feet and he comes and he's like i need an agent and the guy's just like don't fucking talk to me and sound um what was it he's like don't sound like you need anything he's like come mm-hmm. to me when you're ready he's like go take your mind off of something and he like went to go backpack around Europe for a month he came back and the guy was like okay now you're ready because you don't need it anymore because you didn't need it when you're away so anyway this all this anecdote why am I talking about this book because number one is fantastic but like it just kind of made me realize my own insecurity of like you know um like where I am right now in terms of like work I want to work in like not writing but I also am a writer so how do I like, right. can I be, can I be in both worlds? Can I be in like a healthy middle? Yeah, I think I can. <laughs> and this book kind of like, yeah. <laughs> this book, when I was hearing it, I'm just like, oh, I'm feeling that right now as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's nice. I think I like the, like the whole like needing it. It's like a lot mm-hmm. of this stems from needing that validation or like this. Yeah like that selfishness that we need people to see us and to validate us. And it's like, well, no, if you're going to like, if this is what you really want to do, then it shouldn't matter whatever anyone else is thinking or what anybody else is doing or saying. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. And, but again, you know, it's something we have to untrain ourselves to do, but it's possible. And every writer goes through this. So Oh my god, Marina. We have two questions left. (gasps) What are they? (laughs) 
This one I think was an interesting question that I saw. Do you believe in writer's block? Not if you've experienced it, do you believe in it? Is it real? Do you believe in it? Um No. I don't think so. I don't know. Because it's like, it's one thing to, like, you can always write. Right. You can always jot something down. And things are, I think because the idea of writer's block is like, it's just not coming to me. Like, I literally can't form the words to put down on the page or whatever. It's like, well, that's, that's like a part of the process. You know, like, it's not always going to come to you. It's not always going to be laid out for you like this easy thing if you have to take a couple of steps back and like work through it okay but I don't know I don't think it's like I don't know I think sometimes sometimes people treat writers like two writers writer's block is a pulled hamstring to an athlete like there's no there's no setback for for a writer like a an athlete they stop playing you know because they have to they have to like nurse the they have to go to physical therapy all this other uh, crap I'm not an athlete obviously but for a writer it's like you don't stop writing though you know you come back to it eventually yeah and it's like you don't have to I don't know yeah that analogy wasn't really good but (laughs) no I get you I I know you mean it's like we're not hindered to cause stop writing completely. We just mm-hmm. probably find something else to do in the meantime while we're waiting for something to, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Writer's block is kind of weird. When you think of writer's block, you're just like, Oh, I had writer's block. I couldn't finish it at all. You know, I think that's part of the process of writing. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think. And if you do this, then, then I, I don't even know anymore. I, I don't think writing is like writing every single day, pages and pages and pages and pages. There's so, so much our brain can take, so much like our mental focus can take, you know, like you have to take a break yeah. throughout the day. You have to, you know, you have to get up. You have to readjust yeah. your eyes, go outside, take a walk, smell the grass. I don't know. Eat. You got to eat. Drink water. Mm-hmm. Um. I think when people say writer's block, it's like when your brain is like, okay, we're done for the day. Like I'm mentally tapping out. Like this is where we're stopping for today. Like I want to tell people who believe in writer's block, like that's not writer's block. That's burnout. Yeah. That's what it's 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 not burnt. Like, yeah. Like it's not writer's block. Like writer's block is another word for burnout. Like you need to step outside, go breathe some relatively fresh air touch some grass yeah like yeah it's burnout and again like that is your time to take a break it's very unrealistic to write for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours nonstop. there's Mm -hmm. no way and if you do that whoa yeah i'm like i can't say anything bad life has more power to you I don't know. I feel like if you do that, go back and like, I feel like if people are, if you do that, go back and check your spelling. 
well, yeah, go back and I guarantee you're going to have some pages that you're going to want to toss out because some of it's not going to work. Some of it's not going to make sense, you know, like, and that's, that's okay. Toss the toss pages out, you know? Yeah. That's something that people were really so hesitant about. Um, again, the editing class that I took last summer, we talked about like editing styles and my editing style is, I think is brutal. I will rewrite. I will start from scratch. Yeah. I have had to unlearn that for thesis because I don't really have that much time to rewrite a completely mm-hmm. new thing. I did rewrite a whole ass essay, which thank God I did that because it came out so much better. But I'm learning, you know, to literally take paragraphs and put them somewhere else and literally restructure what I have. Um, yeah. But some people are so afraid to toss things, toss out pages. They're so afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't like, and we're just so attached to it, but you know, I think, yeah, I think as writers, we need to also learn how to be editors. Mm-hmm. I think, I think more writing programs need to teach editing because even with that one editing class that I took last summer, I still do some of the stuff that I learned now. And I feel like it's made me it's just so it, it's helped me better transition from draft to final product. Right. Because once I finish a draft, I am no longer personally attached to what I wrote. Now I'm thinking I have my editor cap on. I have my critical thinking and I'm like, what is what is this about? What is not working? What can right. I move around? What like how can I make it better? Um, and I also just think that because our program makes us actually critique each other's work and like give examples, we're learning editing as well. Mm-hmm. So I think more programs need to do that too, because that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've learned mm-hmm. how like I was never one to look at a piece of fiction and like really like criticize it. Or I was never like in film, uh, in film school um, at an undergrad, I was uh, had a really hard time with looking at things critically because mm-hmm. I didn't want to. It, it was part of like, I don't feel like I can speak on this or I'm not like valid enough to speak on it. But most of it was I didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel like I would be right in my critique, but mm. I have learned like what. I've learned how to critically think about pieces of work. And now that we have to freaking do it every week for, um, for grad school, it's like, I'm slowly getting used to it. And now I can see like, Oh, you know, this is where I think blah, 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 you know, I think it's just, it's just important. I think there's Mm -hmm. a balance, you know, like you have to, you obviously have to write. Yeah. Allow yourself to write, allow yourself to be creative. But when it comes down to, you know, coming back to your writing and thinking more critically, thinking of like, you know, what is this piece doing? What is this word doing to this? How does this word change this? How is this sentence? You know, one of the trippiest questions that I've been asked, what is the ending doing to this piece as a whole? <laughs> I'm like, what? Right. Yeah. This is the first thing. One of the first critiques that I got uh, with my advisor, my thesis advisor, what is this ending doing to this piece as a whole? How is this ending serving the piece as a whole? I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. 
never thought about right. that shit. Like, but like, I don't know. I just wrote it. <laughs> I thought it was a good ending. It was a good yeah. image, you know? Um, you know, like uh, the this essay that I talked about, the, the sex one, which, uh, one of the things I need to work on, um, it's going to be long. And uh, I have so much to write about. She literally told me, she's just like, just keep writing. She's like, yeah. don't stop until you feel like you've gotten everything you wanted to say out. She's like, we'll come back and like, you know, edit it again. She's like, but right. I think my, like right now, I think you should just keep going. Don't even like, just keep writing on the same document. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. But she asked a really good question. She was like, um, what is this speaker ultimately getting out of this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good idea. <laughs> I will come back to you with the answer. <laughs> I will come back to you with that answer yeah. somewhere in the essay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. This, God damn it. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I gotta critically think about this. <laughs> oh, no, I'm right at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, last question. This is our last question, Marina. Last Are you ready? Question. Okay. Yes. What does literary success look like to you? Um, <laughs> like a million dollars. <laughs> like a six-figure book deal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. like a really I'm just big... kidding, but like, no, for real. Like, for real? No, uh... for real, but for real, though. Hey, for real? Yeah, like, no. Penguin? Uh, <clears throat> but for real? No. Um, um, soft Skull Press? No, because of a... Ma- <laughs> like, no, because I don't have a manuscript. Um, <laughs> I want... This is like a long shot, but... I want to write a series mm-hmm. that I will I will then be able to transform into a TV show mm, okay. because I feel like my like I I still want to be a showrunner and uh, for TV for television and all of the like I've I've always I've always loved I always come back to world building and like fantasy and lore and all of these rules that come with these magical systems or whatever and I love being able to translate that from book to screen um that is like my goal goal life goal it'll probably change by the time I get out of this program or live life a little more um but like, I just want to finish something, you know, like I've, I mm. haven't finished anything longer than 50 pages. Like I want to have a finished project, even if it's shit, like I've written short scripts and I've written short stories, but if it's like a shitty first draft of a screenplay or a novel, like that's my first goal. And that's what I'm looking to as far as like, um, as far as like success or whatever. Like I think finishing something is, is good enough for me. And then we can work. Cause I mean, when you're a writer, it's like you write something and then, uh, okay, what's next, you know? So yeah. like, it's always going to be like that. But my first um, thing I want to do is finish something. 
I would like, I mean, obviously with this manuscript, I, I feel really, really good about this manuscript. I would love to, after graduating, sell this and like mm-hmm. get my first ever book deal. So that is that is the ultimate goal. But, you know, yeah. I think for me, literary success is just, it's just knowing that other writers know who I am and that they mm-hmm. like my work and that in some capacity, my work is being recognized by like, organizations or like other journals or like I'm being asked to like I'm invited to read my work at like university or something whatever I think once I once I get my first book deal and like I continue to write I think I would feel like I made it when someone said someone sends me like a message and you like I'm reading you for class I'm be like let's fucking go let's fucking go you're reading me for class now this time which is but yeah, I would just like I would just like to know that um, yeah that, that my work that my work mattered and it mattered to somebody and it's impacted people and it's made people you know it's, it's inspired somebody to do something right yeah um, sometimes I feel a lot like sometimes I feel like at the, my end role is going to be something like working in humanitarianism like I would be like I would do something with that like <laughs> I don't know what mm-hmm. I don't really know. Yeah, like doing doing some like like good work for society. I think that's like my end goal that I would probably end up doing. Um, I'd love to write for video games. I'd love to write for video games. I'd love to write for video games or or like be a creative director and like keep everybody in check. Mm-hmm. Like coordinator, you know, <laughs> making everybody like knowing everyone's on a deadline and keeping the ship. Yeah. Right? would love to do that for like a production or something i I love being you know this i love being so organized i love having everything organized to a t i think i'd be so good at that job like Mm. keeping deadlines (laughs) keeping everybody together talking to the different channels i need updating i would i would i would kill i would kill at that position yeah but i do have an idea for a show so it's like i want to be able to like at some point dabble into that yeah. We can talk about it because I honestly I think it's really cool and I would yeah. want to see it. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's really cool. It's but I would see it. Okay. <laughs> <Does this. laughs> Wait, but I don't want to say it because someone could take it. No, don't say it here. No, okay, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. It's sci-fi meets comedy. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. That's it. But I think it's really cool. It is really, really cool. And I have like the character design for it already. Oh, it's like, yeah and i have like the anyway whatever <laughs> but yeah that, that i think that's what literary success means to me i mean like i think i'm slowly understanding that like i am just somebody that is gonna have one career and writing is gonna be just a part of me mm-hmm. um and like I, I can do both i can do both i know so many writers that do both that are writers and then they're like fucking lawyers or like they like they're like they work in tech and I'm just like wow that's fantastic and I've asked them I'm like why do you like the separation they're just like because like I can't be a writer all the time Mm -hmm. but I also can't be like this this like corporate person all the time like having writing is my escape from this other life that I have like I am both and that's okay and I'm like I like that I like that acceptance I can be Mm -hmm. both and that's fine yeah 
And I thought about it. I'm like, yo, like I want to like I want to do so many other things besides writing too. Like I want to be able to do this, I want to be able to do that. And I felt really guilty. I'm like, maybe then like I shouldn't have gone to grad school. Like maybe yeah. I should have gotten a master's something else. But you well, know, no, no, the no. more I think about it, the more I'm like, it is unrealistic mm-hmm. um as a writer to just be a writer. Yeah. You know, I think it's so consuming and taxing on on like just yourself mentally. Um, you have to have that break. You have to have something else that you're doing if it's for work or if it's just like in something else, like a hobby, but you have to have that break. Yeah. I mean, I'm just understanding too, like we as people, um, I saw this, I think I said this in the last podcast too. So I can't remember, but, um, I saw somewhere on like Instagram where like how, um, we as individuals aren't just one thing, we're many and, Mm -hmm we shouldn't limit ourselves we shouldn't limit our identity to just be one thing we should be multiple things and that's part of who we are mm-hmm. so i'm like i like that i like that a lot yeah i have a uh, this script i was working on i gave it to melissa to read i gave mm-hmm. her that to read and I, I gave her my two final uh portfolios for this past this uh fantasy chapbook and then a like the first couple chapters of the novel and she started sketching it out like sketching out my writing and I'm like I I want people to make fan art of my worlds that I'm creating you know like when she she just showed it to me a rough sketch and I'm like that's Sebastian like because she's doing the prologue scene from my my fantasy and I'm like oh my god like that's so I don't know and she's like dude it's like good blah, blah, blah. I mean she's my sister but it was it was cool I'm like oh my god can you like do the rest of them now hurry please, <laughs> can just, like, hurry up, please? I know she's I like can you just think... like finish it bro no. you should really dip into you should dip into sending some chapters out like to journals like literary magazines or journals like they take those they do yeah See, I don't know what they take, you know, like different people take different things. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't write. Because like my thing is, I don't know if people are going to want fantasy, like in the literary world. People you don't know that until you start submitting. Stories. Yeah, I know. No, but these short stories are fiction. <laughs> Marina, that short story that I got published was about a girl in a post-apocalyptic world who slaughtered a pig. Mm-hmm. There is there is market for everything, Marina. There is a magazine. I know. Well, I don't know that food. now because our professor for fantasy had it showed us this journal that publishes fantasy and a fairy tale. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's like a niche for fairy tale retellings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read a couple in YA uh-huh. and adult fantasy, but what the fuck? But yeah. What the hell? Oh my god, those were all the questions. Those we were literally it. all the questions. Yeah, we did it. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> writing. Oh my god. Is... Oh. Uh. <laughs> I don't even want to talk me. about it. I have 24 pages to turn in by Friday. Yeah. I need to start on this novella. It's gonna kill me. I should have taken novella. I should have taken novella. 
What are you taking? Oh, wait. No, yeah. Yeah, just it's... thesis and poetics. I should have taken over the instead. Is it poetics? I know. Ah, it's, I mean, it'll be fine. It's going to be fine. At this point, I wasn't like... going to take literary theory. I was not going to take that. Yo, so. I hated it. No, I hated taking literary theory, but I'm happy that I did. Mm-hmm. I yep, absolutely just hated it. I hated that. There was a time that screwed me over. Nine to fucking four? Kill me. Oh my God. Because I was going to take, I was going to take a Hitler and Nazism and like learn mm-hmm. all about that. Um, but it was nine to four Saturdays. Yeah. Oh God, like, no. no I was like, no way. Yeah. That was really it. I should have taken it though. Maybe, well, <laughs> shit, maybe I should have taken literary theory. I have all my notes. You can't leave me now. I know. The semester already started. Well, I can still drop it. <laughs> yeah, the ad drop oh, I- isn't for like another two weeks. Week. I was thinking about it today. I'm like, I should just drop this. <laughs> I, I don't even know books? if they're teaching. Who's teaching literary theory? No one's teaching it this semester, I don't think. Yeah, they teach it every semester. Oh, oh, because it's like a humanities class, huh? It's a different yeah, it's, professor. It's a requirement. It, it's a. It's you either take poetics or literary theory, so they have yeah. to offer it. Um, I just spent all the books. I, I, I'm like, I'm almost done with um one of no, the books yeah, anyway. I yeah, I'm almost done already. Oh well. Oh well. We'll suffer together. We only meet six times. I I just keep telling myself that I'm like it's only six times. Six times. Only six times we do this. Yeah. There's gonna be hell of people. But my parents want to freaking. Oh yeah, we can't. We we can't hide. You kidding me? He's gonna have everyone speak. Um. But my parents planned our Walt Disney World trip for the last week of our semester. No, like we're supposed to be going and then coming back like that day we come back is the first day of the week of our last week. Mm. So like if we come back on like a Tuesday, we're meeting on Saturday on or something. Saturday. I don't even know. Dang. And I'm like, um, <laughs> so what are we going to do? <laughs> Uh-huh. because so i'm not gonna right i don't know we'll see you'll figure it out but yeah i mean mm-hmm. you did portfolio when you were at disneyland for your yeah. dad's birthday no no for it was just like our, our christmas thing oh okay christmas trip i had finished novel portfolio turned that in and then went to disneyland and then that night i was working on fairy tale portfolio because she extended it bless like, yeah, God, she's super. She extended it. <laughs> she's so awesome. I love yeah. her so much. <clears throat> we'll see. I think I'm gonna go brainstorm some more of this fairy tale retelling. I'm gonna finish the reading for um, poetics. <sighs> dude, I was sitting over here like doodling on my iPad, brainstorming, and Melissa was like, "How's that reading going?" I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> It's really not that bad. Like, um, no. I'm just fall- I'm just fall- because we have the critical assignment and it's literally like answering questions what we've read. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I'm just like highlighting where the answers are. <laughs> right. 
But yeah. I told her, I was like, I'm not, I may not be reading, but I still have to turn in a freaking chapter for novella. So I'm doing my homework. Already? Just, <laughs> yeah. Dang. I need to turn in an outline and a chapter. Dang. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Bro, never mind. I'm okay over here. I couldn't, I could not turn, I cannot turn two pieces of writing right now. Yeah. No, fairy tale. She, a professor for fairy tale made a note of everyone who was taking novel at the same time because she was like okay because it was a lot of writing for both because we had turned mm-hmm. in a chapter every two weeks and then writing for her so she was like okay like I'm gonna make a note of all of you just in case there's like some a little bit of growing pains you know some of your a little um sluggish or whatever like tired late assignment here and there but Man, like, it was a lot. Uh, I love when I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. I think, I think that's a better a better approach because you know what? I don't give a shit. I'm graduating, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have I have come across professors that are like that that are really easygoing and they understand that you have a life outside of grad school mind you our grad program is designed for working, working individuals working yeah. individuals there are some professors that i feel are a bit too um i don't even know what the word is but these there are, there are professors that i have met that think they are the most important their class is the most important thing Mm-hmm. And that is the only thing you should be thinking about. I think that's pretty bullshit because yeah. you're an adult. You have other responsibilities. Life happens. You shouldn't, you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't be scared into doing well in a class. Mm-hmm. Like I have taken that professor that you had for fairy tale, and she has been lenient with so many people. And it was a, the best class that I've ever had because she was so understanding of our time and she respected it and the feeling was mutual we respected her time as well and Mm -hmm. you know I had to turn in something late because I was going through something and I was like I am so sorry that I have to turn this in late and she was like it's totally fine you can just um miss this critique but you'll have to make it up the next and I'm like perfect but I'll still you know I still did all the critiques and I showed up to class and I gave everybody else a critique that we just didn't get to mine and then in vice versa, I've had professors that literally say, it's like, you um, like suck it up. This is grad school. And I'm like, this is the worst fucking class ever. Yeah. Like, this is I, like, I don't like this because of this attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like professors that are people <laughs> that treat right. me like a right. person, <laughs> yeah. not like a machine because I'm not pumping out everything. Yeah. Um, that's just my opinion. This was my, this was my opinion. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, I don't want school to start. I'm dreading this so hard. Yeah, I'm I know. dreading oh, it. Oh shit! You're finishing. I know. That's I'm gonna be class. It's a sprint to the finish, my girl. I know. I'm just so tired. How many more pages do you need? How many more essays? Um, 
I'll be done this month. Be done this month. What? Okay, I'm going to start on my manuscript now. All of my other assignments can suck it. (laughs) (laughs) I will be done. If if I stick to the schedule, I will be done this month. And all of February is editing. And then in March, I send it to I send it to all of my readers, and then I defend yeah. it in April. Dang! And then I graduate in May. That's what I'm afraid of. That's what I'm scared for is having to defend. Like you've done it before, maybe not on the yeah. well. It's on this scale, kind of, because you had to defend your your chapbook for undergrad. Yeah. I've never had to defend anything. Like if someone asks me why I did this, where, uh. Because I thought it was cool. Basically, the defense <laughs> is just, basically it's more of a conversation. So they're just going to ask you things about, they're not going to grill you and be like, why did you decide to use this word? Da, 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 da. It's more of, um, you know, obviously like they're going to ask you some sections of the book, like um, what, what inspired you to do this? Or, or why did you think this was the best way to describe this? And you're going to know the answers because you wrote it, you know? Yeah. Um, I do know like from, um, other, uh, like peers that are in the program, um, that have gone through this, I've asked them and they, they kind of gave me like a general idea of what the questions were. Um, and it wasn't anything that was like going to sabotage you. It was literally just like to make it a conversational about your thesis defense. And like, I mean, the only way that you wouldn't pass your thesis defense if like, if you didn't complete it, if you didn't complete your thesis overall. Because hmm. I'm so scared of like, if they ask me like, oh, why did you make this decision? And I say, why I made this decision? And they're like, but that's not reflected here. You know, it's like, oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> well, but, but also you used to have like a month to, to make corrections before, mm-hmm. like, like before turning it into like yeah. the, 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 the director of the program because you they give you so okay this is why you do this is why you defend your thesis in april because you graduate in may right Mm -hmm. so you have a month to make any changes and then um by may by the by the end of your last semester like by the end of like by the end the final end you can turn it in and it's kind of done okay like, I, I know people that have had to take the thesis continuation, which means they don't finish, but it's because, like, they didn't even finish their, like, their actual manuscript. Yeah. So, I don't think I've ever, yeah. Like, I asked, like, what, like, what constitute, you know, like, passing? And it's just, like, if you literally have no idea what you're talking about or, like, you turned in something incomplete. Right. Yeah, okay. So. We'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're, this is, <laughs> it's barely a year. You've been yeah. in this program. <laughs> yeah, but it's only two years. Yeah. So I need to start now. I sh- I'm on, I'm late. <laughs> I should have already started. <laughs> well, don't be like me. I turned in like 48 pages before the first semester of my thesis. Yeah, dude. I gave, yeah. Her, I gave her like a good like quarter of my thesis. I was like, yeah. she's like, 48 pages is a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> How long are you making it? Oh, uh, it's 150. 150 pages. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe 160 if I like 
I'm annoying and obnoxious and added a little a little one more. Yeah. I say. If I want to be yeah. an overachiever. Yeah. Mm. But 150. If if I I was I was aiming for almost 200, I was like, no way. 150. Mm-hmm. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough. Um yeah, I'm happy I'm not doing poetry. Yeah, I did poetry. Who knows? Maybe maybe he'll make a poet out of me. Oh yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know. We'll see I how wrote this two poems. One was cool. And that was it. <laughs> no more, please. Those poems for our um for our last class in the summer, do you remember? Those, or, yeah, um, those are the poems I'm talking about. Those were so dumb. We didn't, like, that didn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't even matter. I, like, wrote such a bullshit two poems. It didn't even matter. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll oh, so see. Okay, guys. Well, this was our episode. We hope you guys really liked it and got a little bit of a inside scoop of the kind of writers that we are <laughs> all over the place <laughs> all over the place manic yeah own it just a little yeah just a little just a little but it's well, okay what guys, creative is it manic exactly let me a creative who's not a little crazy you have to be crazy to be a creative Mm-hmm. It's in. Maybe. It's all the rage. Yeah. Hot couture. <laughs> Hot couture. I will say one thing about Emily in Paris, though. It like gave me a. I, I definitely want to learn French now. So you can. What's so funny is that uh, Lily Collins can speak fluent French. Yeah. That like, must suck, that must suck yeah. for her. She's like. <laughs> Um, Emily. I'm like, yeah. uh. (laughs) I was like, damn, this girl can speak better French than the girl they have playing her friend. Like, come on, dude. She has a good voice, though. Her friend. She has a good voice. Yeah. Her name. Her. Her real name's Amber, I think. I don't know what her... I think that is her name, Amber, on the show, isn't it? Okay, then it's not her real name. Fuck, I don't know. She played Gretchen Wieners in the musical Mean Girls. She was the original Gretchen. Oh, she's she hilarious. Was... Oh, wow. Yeah. She's such a beautiful and the girl... voice. <gasps> Do you have HBO Max? No. Fuck. Oh, oh, I think I already told you this. You need to watch uh, Sex Lives of College Girls. Yeah, it's you told so me. Yeah. Good. So good. So the girl, one of the girls there was one of, the, she played Regina George on Broadway. She wasn't the original, but she was the one after her. She's great. She's fantastic. Stop it. What is her name? Goddamn Safari. Get I it together. also don't like the love interest for her. I didn't, I didn't think he was quite i didn't i don't know them. why they were concentrating on her like i love her no shame but why is your character getting so much screen time without she got emily a lot. She like, got a lot like i know 
give the care like if you're gonna have a side character a series regular give her a plot you know but mm-hmm. she's hardly with emily no well, because she was in that little dude. band yeah but then even then they were bringing up her she's her a zipper princess and... or whatever and it's like yeah okay when is this dude gonna show up because he's obviously like i don't but dad's gonna come soon i don't see her struggling with it enough to like actually care <laughs> oh it's kind of um, weird to get mad that she was quote-unquote pretending to be poor <laughs> like, but she wasn't she wasn't like you're rich this was all a game to you like honey if she was rich she would have been here what rich person ashley. Gonna... ashley her real name is ashley park but her uh character name is mindy chen mindy chen mindy, mindy. i wouldn't i thought it was amber i really thought no. when you said amber i'm like that's correct i know i was like wait but it's not yeah it should be amber i don't know why mindy she went to the University of Michigan. Yo. Please tell me she studied musical theater there. Their program. Fuck. Their program really? for musical theater. Oh, it's so good. I watched their. They have a opening showcase every year. I watch it on YouTube. It's so. I love them. It's so good. In another life, you would have been in musical theater. I kind of wanted to. You know what? I think that's that's where I was going. I wanted to do musical theater, but when I was looking at the Fullerton program, because Fullerton has a great program too, I didn't want to audition. Like they had juries and everything. And I'm like, (laughs) you know what? And it's like, but it's like, you can get into the school, but if you audition for the program and you don't get in, then you have to pick a different major. And I'm like, fuck. So you can get into, you can get into UC, UC, you can get into Cal State Fullerton, no problem. But you also have to get into get the into program. The, yeah. Well, I'm like, fuck, yeah, I wouldn't want to audition either. So I mean, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to write a musical. Yeah, of course. I'm Absolutely. not going to be a lyricist. I'll write the book and then yeah. I'll have someone else write the song. Adapt it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to live your fantasy one way or another. One way or another. Oh, that'd be so one great. Okay. All right, guys. That is it for our episode this week. I hope you guys really liked it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marina, where can the people find us? MNT. Uh, MNT figure it out. I was like, oh, God, I forgot for a second. MNT figure it out on Instagram. And then our personal accounts are there as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Every Wednesday, we'll be here. Every Wednesday. Or whenever you decide to tune in. Yeah. Um we'll have to think of when we're gonna end season one <laughs> and do the big shebang. Yeah. There's the eleventh episode already. Yeah. This is the tenth. This is the eleventh. This is the tenth. Nope, this is the tenth. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up me. <laughs> Shut up me. Like, look, we've been on like we've been on ten for a couple of weeks now, so <laughs> no, we've been on ten for a couple, yeah. It's been- floating around this is a full 10 all right we'll talk to you guys next week and until then if you are not caught up with our episodes you really should be because there's a lot um there's a lot really great
Yeah, it's a lot. Follow us on Instagram. Keep up with us. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy. And we'll just talk to you guys next time. Until then, see you next time. Bye-bye.